Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the HLP. Before we get started into this episode, I recently found out that Spotify now has reviews. So if you are one of our many, many Spotify listeners, it would be very greatly appreciated that you give us a review on Spotify. That'll be fun. That's brand new. We haven't experienced that before. So yes, we would love a review. Again, that always helps us get more listeners. It helps grow our audience and community. And we love our community. So please help us out. Put a review on Spotify and help other people learn about the HLP. That is everything for episode 180. So I will welcome you right in to... We beheaded to Caliphas. Do you like liquor and things that go boom? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the hideous laughter podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 180, and we're back with the main party. No more interlude. Yay. Book five. Let's go. Oh, main are you, party. Are you enthusiastic because uh, <laughs> you get to play a character that you've been playing from level one instead of coming in at full wealth by level as a level 11 character? Yeah, it's almost like that's not working in my favor. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like that never does. <laughs> I really appreciated having a character with all of her senses. Mm. I'm going to miss that. All of her senses, but not a lot of wits about her. That, that's very true. Well, in celebration of this momentous occasion, starting off book five strong, what you drinking, Emily? I have a Love Hound. This is a Sour Cherry Ale by Seventh Son. And it has kind of a reddish hue to it, so you know. Almost uh, almost like drinking blood. Mm. So we you know someone else with a reddish hue to them. Hey, Haley, what are, you, what are you drinking? I do have red hair. I'm drinking a high noon passion fruit. And I'd also like to say that I enjoyed playing Tulia because I had a character that I controlled. <laughs> yeah. It's a plus. Because I got to play in episodes when I had Tulia. Yeah, that was really nice. Well, say goodbye to those days. I'll, I'll just I'll drink this and enjoy spectating. Hang out. <laughs> yep, just hanging out, Brooks? hanging out with the family. Hey, you got anything good? Uh, you know, I I do, Griff. Thanks. Uh, I I I've got uh, some uh, Wolf's Ridge here. Yeah, great stuff. It's a winter lager. It's called Impish or Admirable. Um, I'm here to uh, report that it is delicious. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of someone that's a little impish. Hey, Steve. Oh, you know it, buddy. What you drinking? All right. Well, coming back into the main narrative here, I'm very excited. So I am drinking a beer that's been sitting in my fridge for a while from Urban Village. It's a brewery I don't think I've had anything from before, but the can attracted me. Because it's Jedi Mind Tricks IPA. I don't know how they got away with that. I guess you're just allowed to name something straight up Jedi Mind Tricks. 
that's I don't know how they did it. I think it's that's public a band. domain now. It's a band, I think. It's either a band or a song. Jedi Mind Tricks? Yeah. I mean, probably pre-Disney, somebody named their band or something that. But what's also imagine, yeah. strange is that I'm pretty sure that's Gamora that's on the front. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing. So <laughs> there's this uh, there's this woman sitting cross-legged in the middle of this can. Looks like she's kind of floating in some sort of space-time thing. But she looks an awful lot like Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. Just mashing up a yeah. couple of Disney IPs, baby. <laughs> Get yeah. it all in one can. So, one can ban. I don't know how they did it, but you know what else I don't know how they did? They nailed the flavor. It's so good. Nice. Is it Jedi flavored? <laughs> <laughs> Is it heavy it, on the Jedi or the mind tricks? <laughs> um, or does it have essence of Gamora? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'd like to be able to answer that question if you know what I'm saying. Um, no, Steve, God damn it. But <laughs> you brought it out. Yeah, that was all you. Um, I would say it's a, a, about a five on the Jedi scale, a little heavy on the mind scale, though. A little tricky. Wait, wait. Uh, a five on the mind or on the, uh, on the Jedi, Jedi scale. scale. Yep. How does that mean that there's like only five more points left to give? Oh, no, baby. That's a five out of five. No, that means there's only five remaining Jedi in the universe at the time of drinking this. Mm, yeah. This is shortly after Order 66. <laughs> <laughs> only a few left. Well, I'm drinking the Patreon beverage this week, and I'm drinking a drink called Remove Sickness. I believe this was recommended by Jason, and it is tequila, cranberry juice, and ginger ale. Is it good? Absolutely. It does not suck. Um, probably because it's not shitty weird ingredients or 30 of them <laughs> or garbage mixed with garbage. Griffin, did you bully them into voting for something like this? Yeah. Potentially. I, I, I put a little message out there on the Patreon. <laughs> I, said, I said, if you give me a bad drink, the show's over. <laughs> show's over, folks. We're going to have to pack it up. Patrons get a push notification to their email. Hey. Griff here, GM of the Hideous Life. He's after newsletter. I'm going to need you to cut this shit out. Cut the shit. <laughs> well, I'm happy to say Jason delivered. This is not shit. There's no roll off because Healy won again. Yay. <sighs> it's you've, you've won every time since we got the chalice. Yeah. It's almost like it wants you to drink from it. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. You need to drink. Yeah, from you need it to actually fucking to, drink from yeah, it in order for it to cycle. move along. Break the curse. Yeah, it All can't. Right. It can't move on. I will start drinking from from now on. Yeah, because uh, like it's starting next, starting to feel a lot like unfinished business to me. <laughs> well, when last we left these heroes, geez, it was like summertime. I leveled up Matumbe by the pool. <laughs> I swear to God, I took Matube from 10 to 11 by the pool, and it was snowing today when I actually get to play level 11. Well, fickle nature of uh, interludes. Sometimes, sometimes they're five episodes, sometimes they're nearly 20. You never know how long it's going to go. But when last we left these heroes, they had followed a dark rider to a sleepy little town called Ilmarsh, where they uncovered several mysteries. Uh, about the townsfolk and about dealings with the Whispering Way. This led them deep below Lake and Carthen, chasing after not only 
the Whispering Way, but their ally Lyra, who uh, they had heard rumblings of perhaps meeting a darker fate down below. They found otherworldly creatures that worshipped gods beyond the stars and actually stopped the outer god Shubnagrath from manifesting on the world. They found additional information telling them to head to Caliphas, but their encounters with the creatures from beyond left them different people than when they began that adventure. So different, in fact, that Eclipse's mind broke entirely, and the Lopper and her left the group. Now, battered and broken in mind and body, the three remaining party members, along with a Lunar dragon named Jimbirium travel through the woods of Ustalav along Lake Incarthen's coast and beyond to the largest city in this nation, formerly the, the seat of power in Ustalav, Caliphas. And so we find you on the road. What are you doing? What time of day is it? Are we just starting a day? Yeah, I'd say we can pick up where we left off. Lyra and Tulia had left in the morning to go find Ikmer, so uh, you're left with a <laughs> very injured lunar dragon and the three of you. If it's bright and early in the morning, Tumbe maybe fills up his traveler's mug with a little coffee, nice and hot. He takes a step away, breathes in the cold morning air, maybe a little cool before the day starts to warm up, stares off into the horizon takes a deep sip of it and says this shit again. I knew it was going. That's I knew. It. I knew. <laughs> Air Bear did not sleep much. This new we can kind of call it an ability that he acquired from the depths below. Schizophrenia certainly uh, has made adjusting to the surface world slightly challenging. Yeah, we've kind of seen Air Bear maybe more jumpy than he normally is, and certainly reacting negatively to surprises, for sure. Mm-hmm. So he wakes groggily and circles under his eyes that you wouldn't think could be seen from a rat folk, but... They're, they're certainly there. His eyes are bloodshot. His eyes are still quite dirty and just doesn't seem adjusted. Freya is still adjusting to losing her vision. And at this point, uh, she's like trying to keep up with the healing and um, like moving forward with the party. And she's just starting to get frustrated with herself. And even though she's like not really able to focus on any objects that are in the area you still kind of see her eyes will sometimes like dart to the side and she'll turn her head real quick. She can't see, but they're like some annoying like speckles that come into her vision, some yellow flecks that she just can't seem to get rid of always in the corner of her eye. Uh, and she's just kind of grumbling to herself, uh, trying to uh, prepare her spells in the morning with her gloves on. And she just furiously rips them off and takes off her gloves. She can't she can't handle losing another sense, so she's now gloveless. Well, I guess it's time to hit the road. 
Yes, we certainly need to at least uh, move along. We need to keep moving so we can't be tracked. Who would want to follow us? Well, I mean, we have to do something about this letter. Oh, okay. (laughs) Come on, shake a leg, Freya. It's time to go. This way. (laughs) She tries to follow your voice so that she can get to her horse. But she's riding on Jimberium. Oh, that's right. Does she touch Jimberium to mount him? Jimberium's fine. He's got like like plus (laughs) 15 fortitude save. Uh, Yeah, she would need to to get onto him. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm assuming if she's been uh, riding him this far at some point, she has like touched his skin with her skin so Ooh. you know what I meant I mean but does Freya <laughs> Freya's just trying to survive man on the way then um, unless the Jimberium wants to take all of us uh, can that work mm, I'm still quite hurt remember how my wings were torn up I don't think I'm going to be able to get airborne without significant healing. I can walk. Then that is, is, is what we should do. It's on the road. Freya could do another heal check to see if there's anything else she can do to help. Ooh, but she's struggling without being able to see with a 14. Yeah, with a 14. I mean, you know your magical healing would help him, but you also know that your big spell, like heal, mm-hmm. you kind of need to start working on All mental afflictions that you're dealing with. You know that your blindness isn't going to go away. Mm-hmm. But like a, a cure serious wouldn't necessarily help that much. Or It, it, would, it be- would help. I mean, he's got a really big hit point pool. Matumbe, if you wanted to make a knowledge arcana, you could as well. Sure. First roll is Matumbe again. Natural one. Sweet. Does this mean that I don't have well, bad rolls anymore? Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe. All right. That being said, I got six on the inspiration die. That's going to come out to a dirty 30. If this is a monster, which it is, that's going to be a 32. Okay. Yeah, that's still pretty decent. Um, You do know that, I mean, he's a, he's a large creature. Mm-hmm. You don't think he could probably take all of you and all of your gear, even if he does even if he is able to fly um he just can't lift that much and sure. move uh, you know dragons have like poor flight so if he was over encumbered by you guys even into his medium encumbrance he's gonna start to struggle uh despite his really fast move speed you guys are probably better off mm-hmm. um walking unless you want to split up it. but he's definitely gonna carry our gear for us I mean, if you don't want to have your gear on you, sure. Is this one of those dragons, and forgive me if I knew this already, that can, like, take a human form? Yeah, he can. I guess the Freya is riding him, that's one thing, but I'm wondering if it's, like, going down the road and someone's like, wow, there's a fucking dragon walking around. (laughs) What's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, where you are is kind of a trail in the woods kind of deal, so you're not likely to encounter someone else, but, yeah, that's a concern as you get closer to... Yeah, so maybe for... I think we had established that we're talking about like maybe about a seven day transit. Mm-hmm. So 
first few certainly in dragon form, but as we get closer, we might want to play it safe. Yeah, that's, I think the, that's tomorrow's problem. The dragon form mm-hmm. was because he can easily carry Freya. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like if he can easily carry Freya and he's got a 40 foot move speed, he can, he can keep up with the rest of you pretty easily. Great. Um, and that because Freya's move speed is reduced from being blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's going to have a lot of trouble. 10 feet per round. Yep. She wasn't fast to begin with. No, she wasn't fast to begin with. <laughs> she's got little legs. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you guys are heading off. Uh, I mean, you've, you've already kind of started this journey. Uh, like Steve just said, you have about seven days before you get in proximity of Caliphas. Most of that is going to be through the woods. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the woods will clear, and you'll have about a day's journey in kind of more populated trails, uh, t- turning to roads as you would expect for a larger city. And I guess it should be probably stated that we are traveling to Caliphas because of a letter. Right. You had read a letter that said, and I'm summarizing here, that the other rider went to Caliphas. But we don't know where to meet them, though, correct? We just know Caliphas. You know the Whispering Way is in Caliphas. Oh, that doesn't really... uh... Mm Mm-hmm pinpoint it too much. We're going to find the local temple to Phrasma, and then I'm going to start rooting out heretics. <laughs> that's the plan. Uh, yeah, that's the first place you go as a Whispering Way initiate. You go straight to the Phrasma temple, oh. blend in. <laughs> well, and they're so talkative about their society that I'm sure we'll find them. Yeah, they easily. call them the chatty way for a reason. <laughs> and we're just going to chat our way all the way up until we find an AA. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to heal these uh, these madnesses. Yes. So I was looking up the rules for this, and I understand correctly, for the lesser madness that Matumbe has, a restoration or heal will reduce the DC by five, but for Airbear and Freya, um, those will only reduce the DC by two. And we have to get the DC all the way down to zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and these are only once a day as well. So Freya can cast restoration on everyone. I already used my full heal for the day. She only gets one of those a day. But uh, she can prepare enough restoration to cast that on everyone. And the DC for the greater madness, check for mine, it was 20. I'm guessing that's similar for all of them. Yeah, they, they are actually separate. Oh, okay. So, Emily, you have... The psychosomatic loss? Yeah, you have psychosomatic loss. That is a DC 20. Schizophrenia is actually a DC 22. Oof. Matumbe has... Melancholia. Melancholia, which is just a DC 14. Uh, so you can cure Matumbe in like three days. So, for lesser madnesses, you can use lesser restoration, I believe... Yes, so it reduces the current DC of one lesser madness by two, up to once per day. Restoration and heal reduce the DC of a lesser madness by five, like you said, or of a greater madness by two, up to once per day. Uh, And then greater restoration, limited wish, psychic surgery, all can cure. Well, can cure if it's a lesser or uh, reduce the DC by by your caster level. If it's a greater, and then miracle or wish immediately cures it. So... 
in essence, Matumbe can be healed in two days if you use two lesser restorations and two regular restorations. Yeah, that's definitely... I'd, I'd be a pretty big fan of that. Yeah, that would be easy to do. You can use restoration and heal each once per day. Oh, I thought it was once total. So it says in the verbiage, up to once oh, per day each. each. So per day you can reduce... Again, you would have to you'd have to have the spell slots. You know, restoration is a level four spell. Freya can only prepare heal one time a day, so she could trade off doing air bear and herself to help lower that faster. But yeah, only can prepare it once. Okay, so we'll just take this by day then. In the first day, you're healed by four, you're healed by two, and you're healed by seven. Mm-hmm. Second day. You're healed by two, you're healed by four, you're healed by seven. Wait a second. Done. You're done being sad, Tumbe. <laughs> Sorry. Damn it. <laughs> Eclipse just left and you let me be cool with that? We didn't really have we a choice. We need to go now. We got to find her. She, she ran away. There's no way to find her. It's like lost in these woods, in which I will not go. Uh, deep in further off of this trail? I can't believe this. There's something watching us? No, you are a fool. There is no one watching us. <laughs> she knows the path we're on, where we're going. She can meet up with us when she's ready. And when we meet back up with her, if that infernal Vance does not relinquish his hold on her mind, I will have words with him. Granted, she is uh, no longer insane. They got to take care of that first. You know, figure the rest out. I hope she's able to find someone that can help her. I don't know that you guys even knew she was insane. Because Vance kind of took over and then she left. Yeah, she was uh, like, we were underwater at that time, weren't we? That was all like, like, yeah, it happened like when all the shit was going down. Mm -hmm. Someone saw a glimpse of Vance though running into the woods. Oh, yeah, Lyra saw that, yeah, but that's it. You saw Vance going into the woods, and I think you saw like Eclipse hit herself a couple times, yeah, before Vance was like, I'm locking this shit down, (laughs) we're not doing this anymore. And then you saw Eclipse knock over all the little brain jars and like a bunch of random evil stuff, yeah. Matumbe is smart. He could maybe infer that. God level <laughs> intelligence. Yeah. Also, yeah. Matumbe is a pretty smart guy, I guess. <laughs> he also had Vance in him for a minute. Like, probably mm-hmm. knows, like, oh, yeah, Vance would do. Van- yeah. He would do that thing. He, he might He might even think that perhaps Vance took advantage of that situation. Although they did have a, an understanding. We were all kind of falling apart at the seams. It's not unreasonable to think that Vance was like, oh, now's my time to escape with Eclipse. Possible, maybe incorrect, but he wouldn't know that. Yeah. So on day three, then Freya is healed for four. Air Bear is healed for two. I assume like you're topping off Jim Birium on these days too. So he's, yeah. I'll, I'll assume he's at full from your channels and whatever else. Mm-hmm. You're probably using it at the end of the day when you don't encounter anything. Yeah, and additional healing spells, too, at the end of the day, too. She could convert over. On the fourth day, her bear is healed for four. Freya is healed for two. Where are you guys at now? Freya is at eight. Is it eight and eight now? I'm at 12. 
Yeah, so he would be at eight. Wait, how does that make sense? You started with you. Four, two. He also was higher, though. Four, two. Ah, okay. No, you should be at 12. So, so I was eight, at eight. 20. Then I was at Oh, oh you're, we're just counting the, we're counting the wrong way. We're counting opposite direction. Oh. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying you should have healed yourself. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. I was counting down to what my DC was. Yes, I understand yes, the confusion okay. now. Yep. Yes. So you guys are at the same spot, which is your DC is eight, which will be helpful for Air Bear if combat happens because the DC for him kind of freaking out at the start of combat is 10 instead of a 22 because he's unhealed 12. Yeah. You get one more day of this and you're out of the woods. At this point, Jimberium reverts to a human form, kind of like almost looks albino, like pale white skin, really light hair, really light blue eyes. Once we get out of the woods and Freya has to start walking, she feels very vulnerable uh, without having her vision and uh, really not having a good sense for what's going on around her. So she actually takes uh, one of her, like an extra pouch, and she puts a few coins in it. Before she does that, she pricks her finger and puts a dot of blood on every coin and sticks them in a very obvious easy to grab pouch on on her side and uh she just leaves it there when we're not traveling matumbe is studying the new book because this is his first real opportunity for him to read it and obviously you've got your spells in there but there's also a lot of phrasmin literature and a lot of notes in the columns from these old bishops and inquisitors that used to own this book. They added their own knowledge to it as they passed it down from person to person. And historically through Matumbe's development in this campaign, his strategy for fighting the undead has been basically just put him back in the grave. Like he kind of follows a tenant of death of Phrasma. She's got the life, death and prophecy, but with this book, he's starting to learn more about the life aspect of Phrasma and using positive energy and the energy of living beings to combat undeath, which corresponds to the channel smite ability that this book has inherent. And as he's reading this, he starts to understand how powerful that can be. And in that way, I have flavored a little bit of retraining that Griffin and I have talked about beforehand. He no longer has the esoteric advantage feat. We've, we've talked about this and there's gold that has to get spent in that kind of stuff, but he retrains out of that into something called a feat called second chance, which guides back an initial strike. If you miss it on a full attack, it's, it's a way to, basically get a second chance if Matumbe flubs on one of those channel smites, which go away if you miss. So, It's interesting, as you learn this ability, there's a, there's a passage in one of the margins, and it kind of extends for a couple of pages. It's an account of one of the bishops of Caliphas uh, repelling the onslaught of the Whispering Tyrant who made it as far as Caliphas and the only reason that the living survived was 
because of a person that he's written down uh, named Louvric Servage, the vampire Count of Caliphas, who was given a second chance by his men and turned on the Whispering Tyrant. Wow. That's unexpected. And that's a passage that Matumbe reads once. He doubles back because he thinks he read it incorrectly. Like when you're falling asleep while reading a book, he reads it again. And then he reads it a third and fourth time to confirm that this holy tome to Pharasma, the deity who whose entire existence almost is in opposition to undeath, contains verbiage in there that basically says someone who follows her allied with an undead who was able to get a second chance. It's almost heresy if it wouldn't if it weren't in that tome. That's wild. Yep. Yeah, you're holding something that is normally for the eyes of like the bishops only. And so that kind of information normally wouldn't wouldn't be disseminated to anyone and the the idea that a bishop of Caliphas was the one that gave this vampire lord a second chance was probably never known to history. That's incredibly impactful for Matumbe, for the canon, and for myself. <laughs> like, this is really cool. As you continue to traverse the now road, uh, you're starting to see like carts and people milling about both directions. Uh, sometimes the road branches to another town or larger settlement, but this main road leads to Caliphas. Freya, make me a perception check. All right, if this is something um, visual, it'll be a minus four, um, but this is a 26 check. You're at the back of the group. Now that you have to walk, you kind of straggle. Jimberium kind of does his best to keep pace with you, but you as a dwarf and him as a normal-sized humanoid form, uh, you know, he sometimes outpaces you and has to double back. You can feel the coin purse get snatched off your side. You hear the slight jangle of the coins. You feel the brush against your robe. Freya continues for a few steps, and she smiles to herself and just kind of lightly brushes her arm against where the coin purse was, just to double-check that it's no longer there. And she feels a wave of calm rush over her, but it also unsettles her as she's mumbling to herself. It's just to teach them a lesson. If they prey on the vulnerable, they deserve it. They have to pay the price. It can't be one that I can pay myself. It has to be them, better them, who prey on the innocent. And uh, she knows that the coins that were in that purse had her blood on them, and whoever touches them is going to have to make a save against all the diseases that she carries. Oh, if they're gold coins, they'll bite them. Yep, they'll be uh, transmitted to them. And uh, unfortunately, if it changes hands too quickly without getting washed, she's going to infect somebody. Or everybody. Watch one of us get our change back from a lost co. <laughs> I'm feeling a little under the weather. <laughs> While we are uh, closer to 
society. Air Bear throws up his hood and pulls it as far forward as possible. And another thing that he does is takes a couple of pieces of scrap cloth and uh, sticks them in his ears. So in order to keep him better focused, not as distracted with his inner demons and thoughts, he's almost putting horse blinders on himself so that they can at least travel in a normal-ish sense. Yeah, so he can distinguish if what he's hearing is in his mind. Correct. As the night grows darker, the less bold of Ustalov make camp or leave the streets or have found their destinations. The road here winds into another slightly wooded area uh, with some larger outcroppings of rock, almost like a small valley. And you see, and Freya, you hear up ahead the clopping of hooves as a lone rider approaches. Appears to be a man draped in black on a black horse, uh, hood up over his face. You can just make out or bear the glint of like plate armor against the moon. He's about 50 feet in front of you when he pulls the reins of the horse and it stops. This... He whispers to uh, Jimbirium and Matumbe, Freya, maybe a little bit further back. Possibly wouldn't be able to hear this, but there is a description that we got from the letter and from the other writer. That would be him. This can't be good. Calm your nerves, my friend. He is riding a dark horse. He wears dark clothing, but we don't know his intentions yet. Be on your guard. Intentions are always bad. Well, in our experience, most of the time, yes. But let's see first. Can you detect his aura from here? He most certainly is less than 60 feet away. Matube cracks his knuckles. (laughs) Detect evil. You detect evil. Well, we're in for it now. (laughs) Unless he's just like kind of an asshole, which is definitely possible. What did it say? The man kind of sees you huddling and calls out, Who goes there? Hello, traveler. It is me, Matumbe. My friend Freya, my friend Ebert, and Jimbirium. We are travelers looking to make a pilgrimage to Caliphas. Now, Matumbe is a name I've been warned about. One eyebrow goes way up. <laughs> because we're not in the Mwangi Expanse. The man on the horse undoes his cowl and his cape and hood fall, revealing no head beneath them. At his side previously covered by his cloak are several humanoid heads twisted in agony. The horse beneath him, his hooves and mane light up in an unholy fire 
as he raises a flail and starts to spin it. And as he does, the flail illuminates with this same fire. And I need everybody to roll for initiative. The eyes are looking at me. Ebe, you were correct. (laughs) And you are not not out of your mind. (laughs) Okay, this is real. This is real. Does this dude get to just change out his heads? I hadn't thought of that. And the gamer in me hopes yes. Right? But me in this game hopes no, because that's probably bad. I'm not fighting, so. Yeah, you're, you're having a great time over there. Freya. 19. Air Bear. 11. Starting off real hot rolls. Matumbe. Get on my level. 14. At the start of this combat, the horse of this creature rears up and whinnies. And then these large bats come swooping out of the trees by the party. These three undead bats uh, are going to fly out and attack. One is going to attack at Freya, one is going to attack at Jimberium, and one is going to attack at Air Bear. Uh, They have 120-foot fly speed, so they're going to fly over, and then they're going to kind of fly back to their position in the trees. They all have fly-by attack. Ugh. However, Air Bear, you have combat reflexes, right? I do. You will have the opportunity to take an attack of opportunity on the one that does fly by attack to you because it has to move next to you to get you and then it flies away. Even though I, ha- uh, I haven't acted in combat. That's what combat reflexes allows you to do. It allows you to take the attack of opportunity without having acted. So the first one coming at Freya. Ooh, that's a 27. Yep, that will hit. Okay. 20 points of damage, and I need you to make me uh, two fortitude saves. We will go disease first, and then paralysis. Uh-oh. I uh, get a minus two to uh, contracting new diseases. Okay. Uh, okay, so you said I'll do that from first. Yeah, disease will be first. I roll my lucky die. All right, so with that minus two, uh, that is a 14. You feel feverish. Ugh. Okay. And then I need one more against paralysis. That doesn't sound good. Um, if this is a poison spell or spell-like ability, I get a plus two. Mm-hmm. This one is a 23. You feel your joints stiffen for a moment, but you shake it off. Oof. The next one attacks at Jimberium. Jimberium... Uh, He does not have um, combat reflexes, so it's going to attack at him. He's not able to hit Jim Burium's beefy... What the fuck? That is beefy. (laughs) (laughs) His flat-footed AC is the same as his AC, so... Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) Oh, yeah. does not hit him. And then the final one will be attacking at Air Bear. Uh, Air Bear, you may take an attack of opportunity on it as well. There's something I love about a flat-footed that equals your AC, because you're just taking every hit. There's yeah. no dodge, <laughs> no dex. You're literally getting hit by everything, just absorbing it. Uh, Air Bear, I assume a 15 doesn't hit your flat-footed. No, it does not. Okay, so this one misses you. And my attack uh, at a 24. 24 does hit the creature. You. This is real. This is real. No challenge on just yet. Yep. 
So this is gonna end up being 16 damage. 16 damage, nice. Slice at its wing. You slice a wing and it shrieks at you. Freya, you're actually up next. Ooh, this is good. So we are still all right next to each other. And since these creatures attacked and then flew away, Freya has no idea where they are. Uh, but she does know that her companions are all right around her. So this spell is not actually a touch spell, but I feel like she needs to be able to have people within touch to actually know where they are to cast the spell on them. She casts Blessing of Fervor on all of us. Okay. And then she is going to... She can't really see or like know where to hide herself further. She, for her move action, is going to plant her boots of the earth down into the dirt below. All right. It's Jimbirium's turn, and Jimbirium, in a flash, kind of grows into the full adult lunar dragon that he is. He sticks out a claw and pokes Freya. Be safe. Uh, You have greater invisibility. Sweet. I like that. That will be his turn. He's going to stay where he is. It's this mounted undead monster's turn. Matumbe, death is calling you. I need you to make me a fortitude save with a minus two because it spoke your name. Oh, dear. That's unfortunate. Okay, though. 19 on the die. Fortitude is my weakest save, but that comes out to a 26. 26 succeeds. Death's calling. Ooh, wow. Offhand, I don't remember what that does, but it sounds bad. It's a uh, <laughs> long-term stagger. Ugh. Death may call my name, but I answer willingly. The horse is then going to move him just kind of sideways a little bit so he can get a better angle. Still kind of 50 feet away, but uh, just over a little bit. That is its turn. It wasted its standard action trying to death's call you. And it's Matumbe's turn now. I don't know if I'd call it wasted. I don't. I I, th- I feel like I had to roll pretty high on that. But Matumbe looks to his party. We are clumped up. There are these big undead bats behind us in the trees. There's this guy on the other side. Matumbe raises his book to the heavens, the Book of the Raven, and you see these tattoos glowing up his arm. Phrasma, watch over me and my friends as he uses his blessed script tattoo ability to give Jimbirium, what's your character's name? Freya (laughs) and Air Bear all one of his teamwork feats. I'm going to be given, obviously, coordinated effort, and I'm doing this for saves because we've been saving a lot already. So for as many people as you are next to, you're going to get that bonus to your saves but I just have to be part of it. Okay. Don't attempt to make Jim Beriam do a will save. Yeah, what's that now? Like <laughs> 30? It's pretty high. Yeah, but he enacts that ability and then takes a defensive stance, shield out towards this, um, this undead headless rider. Before I move on, that's not like, total offense or anything that's just flavor before i move on i do want to make some knowledge checks sure it would be religion rider first 
35. 35 on the rider. That's going to be three questions. Special defense. Special defenses. He has... Ooh, 37. Actually, if he is non-humanoid, it's a 37, but I don't know if that changes anything. Doesn't, because you just got the third. Okay. So he has undead immunities uh, and spell resistance. Okay. He is also immune to fire. Can we get a special abilities, please? Special abilities, sure. Oh, sorry. In that special defenses, he's got some channel resistance as well. Okay. Special abilities... He's got that Death's Calling, which would have made you staggered for uh, 1d6 rounds. He has... I'll kind of include this. He has a a special ability that's uh, unique to him among Doolahans. It is uh, his his mace, or his flail, uh, is flaming. Normally, a, Matumbe would know that a Doolahan normally does extra cold damage. Mm-hmm. This Doolahan appears to be imbued with fire, like Hellfire. So it does extra fire damage. It also has an improved crit range, and it also can extend to 15 feet. Wow. Mm. Uh, It has fast healing and a frightful presence, which uh, happens when you're within 30 feet of it. Uh, You think you might become frightened or shaken. Mm -hmm. The other stuff it has uh, is kind of more on the attack side, so I'm going to... State reserve that for if you want to ask about attacks. Does anybody care what question comes next? Uh, not really. I guess it's sometimes nice to know their senses, especially especially for Freya since she is now invisible. But if you oh. had another question, I think that's fair. That. Yeah, let's go senses. It is headless, so it has blind sight. So it's not popping those heads in and out. <laughs> sure, and a knowledge roll on the bats. Sure. Undead again. So you have again. the horse? Yeah, I would also accept a roll on the horse. Oh, this is going to be a long-ass turn. <laughs> All right. Horse is religion again, I'm assuming? Horse is actually planes. Planes. Wow. All right. 23. 23 planes. That's going to get you two questions. Special defense. Well, first I'll tell you, this is a an advanced nightmare. Oh. So it's riding a nightmare. It's special defenses... It doesn't really have any um, any major defenses, so I'll give you that. It, it can exude smoke on its turn as a free action uh, in a 15-foot cone that can make you sickened, uh, and it acts as an obscuring mist for the purposes of concealment, uh, which works really well with your blind-sighted Dullahan buddy. No kidding, yeah. I guess just special abilities then. Special abilities, it has energy damage that it does with its hooves and bite, which is fire. It also has the ability to plane shift, self plus rider once per day. Well, they can go ahead and do that at any time. All right, time for the bats. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, Freya could really learn something from these bats in echolocation. We should probably <laughs> capture one. That's a good uh, idea. Or maybe the secret is to behead Freya, and then she can... There's only one way to find out. I guess that solves the blindness. <laughs> Let's cure your blindness, <laughs> yes. I thought I heard earlier that the un- that the bats were undead. Yes, the, okay. the bats would be a religion. Oh, baby. All right. That's what I'm talking about. That's the money right there. 43? Uh, 43 is going to get you pretty much everything about these bats. They have blind sense, not blind sight. 
out to a range of 120 feet, so they also have dark vision. They are known as scavelings. They're basically a dire ghoul bat. Oh, Lord. So they have flyby attack. They have all your standard undead undead immunities. They have mobility, which helps them get away from that attack of opportunity, which I unfortunately did not remember (laughs) for uh, Air Bear's attack. They do paralysis, so if you fail a fortitude save, not only do they inflict you with a disease, which is ghoul fever, but they also paralyze you for 1d4 plus 1 rounds. They have a screech ability, which they can use once per day, that affects uh, everyone in a 20-foot burst. They're stunned for 1d3 rounds, unless they make a fortitude save there. That's about it on those those guys. Their weakest save is fortitude. I think that's about all you need to know. It's just what we needed. Flying ghouls. All right. <laughs> Don't worry. You got one that's walking around with you all already. We ain't flying. Yeah. <laughs> the only difference. Ghouls above, ghouls below. And I think after 45 minutes of skill checks, my turn's over. As above, ghouls below. Air bear. I need to make a save. Yes, you do. It's not a very high one. No. Don't but roll one. Yes. I did not roll a one. Okay, what'd you get? A 15. Okay, so uh, you're not impacted by the schizophrenia at the start of this combat, which means you don't get confused. That is good. Very good. <laughs> you having fun, Haley? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, totally. Oh, uh, doing some research. Do some homework. Uh, <laughs> answer some work emails. Uh, well, I just fig- I figured it might be a good time to, you know, research the corruption possession. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that would be a good time. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. So Matumbe just rattled off all of these abilities and heard quite a few of them burst and cone abilities listed in there. Air Bear shakes off the schizophrenia for a minute. I don't really like the word how I worded that. But he's kind able of a to weirdly. Uh, it's just a game mechanic that we're gonna be done with in <laughs> an episode. He is able to focus at the task at hand and locks eyes with this rider, with one of the heads on this <laughs> rider's uh, side. <laughs> Lock eyes with the nipples on his breastplate. <laughs> Wait, guys, we're not sure whether Air Bear is out of hit or not because he's just keeps <laughs> he's staring bouncing, at the bouncing between the different heads <laughs> and staring them in the eyes. Yeah, I, I think Matume's pretty worried about how this is going <laughs> to shake out. You can count on Jimberium, and that's about it right now. <laughs> there are too many abilities you listed, Zets affect us in a tight pack here. I I must break away, but I cannot go far. And so he is going to activate his challenge on the rider. Sure. And also activate boots of speed and move up. You don't necessarily have to do that because you have the blessing of fervor, which allows you to haste if you want to. 
You could use both. You could use the haste and then the plus two to attack or whatever from the blessing of fervor. Yeah, you can kind of mix and match, but the yeah the like extra attack wouldn't stack with the blessing of fervor. Yeah, and you can't make the extra attack uh, unless you're full attacking anyway. Mm-hmm. So Air Bear is actually just going to move. Oh, there's a little bit of a of a clearing. Ish, uh, that he's gonna run up to about 25 feet up, and that'll be that'll be it. That's all he can do for right now. Okay, Air Bear moves up. Are you readying in action? Because you you took a move, you took a swift to challenge, right? And you took a free to, or you're not doing the boots of haste, so you could ready in action. I'm debating whether or not to use my uh, new ability. What is it? It is honorable stand, and within that, I have the ability to fight beyond hit points and and Im- immune to some conditions. I, I, I'm just gonna ready an attack uh, if the rider gets into your reach. Yeah, you can just ready an attack if something gets into your reach if you want. Yeah. Okay. At the start of the next turn, from atop the ridge, someone new appears. What, what does this person look like? So they're pale-skinned with very white hair and elf-pointed ears. And they uh, their, their hair is like kind of pulled back. And they have a bow and they look ready to go. Their bow actually looks like it's on fire. And it is pointed out towards the undead enemies. Specifically, I would be focusing on this undead uh, headless guy and uh, wearing a like kind of like a chain shirt, but like longer and also a little bit colored red with like a leather jacket, the leather pants on. And so like black and red kind of outfit showing up with a flaming bow and just hair white as snow. Ready? Uh, Looks posed to attack the rest of the undead, though. What is your turn? Oh, yes. Great. Okay, cool. Well, as a swift action, I'm going to channel an animal and focus and have like an animal focus of an eel. And now I have an enhancement bonus to dexterity. So that's always good. So that's a swift action. And then I am going to rapid shot uh, with deadly aim at the headless rider. So the first two are at the same attack bonus. And I am, we are in a forest, right? Yes. You're just rapid shotting or are you full attacking? Oh, I'm full attacking. Okay. Like rapid shot. Are you rapid shot, shot, many shot? Yeah, like, the, sorry, okay. rapid shot, You gotta shot, specify the die that's gonna be the many shot die. All right, so I will make my red one that I have in my hand, my, my most fiery one, will be the many shot. Okay. Oof, I uh, uh, rolled very, very bad for this as my very first one with a total of 19 because I had a three on the die. Yep. Um, gone. Cool. Awesome stuff there. <laughs> We're going to then now shoot again with the rapid shot. And that's a 26. That's a hit. Okay. An immune to fire. So. Yeah, it's immune to fire. That's fine. Uh, maximum damage, uh, 18 damage. And then um, another one. And that is a 27. It's. And that is 17 damage. And then my last one. And that's a critical threat. Ooh. 
and to confirm, 22. Nope. Okay. So just regular. What does the crit threat go to? Ooh, yeah. Um, it, it, it goes to uh, 25. Nope. Doesn't hit. Sorry, Unless I Unless it was a natural 20. Was no, natural? I originally did my math and I accidentally added it like it was a 20. So I thought it was like 26. That hits. So yeah, you just see um, a ton of arrows flying out and two make contact and another three go far. So that's what the whole party sees. They're fighting this guy and then they just see from the darkness two arrows just zoom, zoom, pink, pink right into its full plate. And they look up and see this archer from the hill. Uh, now that you've entered the combat, two of the bats are flying towards you. Do not like that. So these two nearest me are going to fly and attack our newest combatant. All right. How close do they get to me? Uh, five. They're five feet away from you. Can you move them, Steve? I just figured they'd do their flyby thing. Oh, no, they're going to fly up and stay in her business. That's where I was wondering, do they pass by any of my threatening No, they players? could both fly right up to you. Are they up in the air flying? I mean, they're at, they're at her level, so okay. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, she is standing on a, the edge of a cliff here, and these bats are just off the edge. It is, a, it is an awesome scene. 26 and 24. 26 and 24. The, they will both hit... I do just want to say, again, give me give me a minute because I'm learning a brand new character. I can't remember, did this guy have damage reduction? He did not have damage reduction. Okay, I just want to make sure because I forgot that I have clustered shot, which means you add everything before you yes. take out DR, so thank you. <laughs> Too many feats. Oh yeah, I get <laughs> it. Good problem to have though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, first attack, 19 points of damage. Second attack, 24 points of damage. I need you to make me four fortitude saves. First two will be against disease. The second two will be against paralysis. Okay. I get bonus to disease. So I will okay. do... Take that first. into account for the first two. Um, for the first two, got very high numbers. So I got 32 and 30. Yep, you're good. Um, second two, don't take that bonus also rolled pretty high, but not as high. Um, 26 mm-hmm. and 25. You are not paralyzed. That's good. <laughs> the final one is maybe foolishly going to fly up to Jimberium, who now that he has acted, is going to take an attack of opportunity because he has 10 feet of reach. It's going to hit with a 30. Or no, way higher than the 30. 37. And deal. 20 points of damage. That one flies up. Takes a bite of Jimberium. Jimberium is benefiting from two allies, correct? That is correct. This is just for his saves. Oh, for his saves. Okay. Um, uh, you know, meets beats on ah. Jimberium, unfortunately. Had to roll pretty high for it. So Jimberium is going to take 15. Oh, but this isn't magic. (laughs) Jimberium is going to take three points of damage. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, He's immune to paralysis, and so he's just going to make a fortitude save here. And it's fine on the disease. 
Uh, that one then flies back, realizing that fucking with a dragon is probably a bad idea. <laughs> Freya, you're up next. You are greater invisible so. I do like that. Um, attacking, though, is difficult when you can't see to target anything. Uh, so right now, uh, since Freya doesn't, uh, can't really tell exactly what's going on in the combat, um, but she can probably tell that they're, the enemies are moving around and attacking. They're coming up close to her. So she radiates an aura of menace, which reading the verbiage of the spell, it's just enemies in the aura. They don't have to see or hear her. Okay. So um, they're going to take a minus two to their AC and on attacks and saves when they're inside the 30-foot aura. So I'd say that's probably those two bats. Yes. I don't know if that final bat, since he's like up in the air and... If he comes in If he comes in, he'll... Yeah. Yeah. Um, But if he's out farther, then no. Um, And she's going to lean into where she knows some of the members of the party are and says in kind of a whisper... If the undead come close, let me know. I'll channel. So, like, let her know if there's, like, a bunch of undead right in the area and she can channel and harm them. Yeah, they're close. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that will be her turn. Okay. Jimbirium flies up into the air and shoots a line. This gout of solar space chill uh, erupts out of Jimbirium's mouth, hitting both of these bats that are uh, currently attacking this mystery woman. So I'll roll their reflex saves here. I don't think either of them is going to do it. Let's find out. No, they won't. They're each going to take 52 points of damage. Oh my gosh! Um... However, they are both un- have been unharmed thus far, and so are still up. <laughs> the only one that's been hurt so far is the uh, bottom one that was attacked by uh, Air Bear and Jimbirium. That was a security cat. <laughs> so those two took quite a bit of damage. It's now the Doolahan's turn, who's going to mechanically charge Air Bear. And from 15 feet away with his flail, swing it into him. So 15 feet away. Is that? Yep, because he's got one diagonal. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure Bear can't five foot up on him. Ooh, this will be fun. Got some, got a nice little, little spirited charge. Ooh, critical threat, my friend. Uh, greater resolve? Yep, that's the one. Okay. Uh, yes, I am going to use a uh, point of that. Still 26 points of damage, two of which is fire. It does not matter for me. And that's his turn. Matumbe. Okay. So because this dual hand appears to be a medium creature riding a large creature, if Matumbe moved up to that large creature, this sort of advanced nightmare, would he still be able to threaten that medium creature, the dual hand? Yep. Okay, so this is going to get interesting. Matumbe is going to, instead of the attack AC and reflex bonus, my default blessing up further, he is going to flip on the additional 30 feet because he's just a little far away. So Matumbe 
clicks on the additional 30 feet. He turns back to Freya and says, Whenever you are ready, destroy the undead with your channel. They are nearby. And then he's going to look to Erbear and says, Join me in fighting the Dullahan. He moves all the way up to be right on top of this thing. I know I've got auras and probably attacks of opportunity. Yeah, so you are going to go ahead and make me a will save. I need Air Bear to do the same. Yes, I was gonna going to ask about that. 27. What was it, 27, will? you're good. Yeah, will save. I'm going to need to use my resolve. Is using resolve free? Or is it immediate? In this fashion, it is immediate. Okay, how about greater resolve? Also immediate, so, so therefore I just both. got the one. So it's going to end up being 17. Okay, you're going to be shaken. I'm immune. Oh, if you're immune to shaking. Uh, well, I, I take that back. I will be shortly. Okay. You will be shaken for 22 rounds. Jeez. That's so long. I was going to pull out a d20, but that was comical. All right, go ahead and finish your turn with Tumbe. Sorry about that. Uh, there is not an attack of opportunity, weirdly enough. Even though this thing wow. can lash out 15 feet, uh, it doesn't provoke out to 15 feet. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Okay. So Matumbe runs up and he is going to... He, he has communicated to Air Bear that he needs a little help taking on this dual hand. He's going to ready an action to use Channel Smite and attack the dual hand with a standard action when Air Bear gets up with him. Okay. Air Bear, it is your turn. All right. I am going to activate that honorable stand now. And with that, become immune to that shaken. Okay. You, uh, you- going to move up and help? I am. And uh, with all of the abilities at hand, I am going to run all the way around and blank. What kind of action is activating that stand? Swift. Wouldn't using an immediate action lose your swift action for this round? Oh, that sucks. Yeah, if you've used an immediate action, you can't use a swift. Yep. Wouldn't it start this, like, wouldn't it start over on this one? Immediate rolls over. So if you use an an immediate, your next turn, you can't use a swift. If you use a swift this turn, you can still use an immediate this turn. It just cancels out your swift for the next turn. That's how it works. Because in essence, you want to be able to use your immediate, even if you have used a swift action in the prior turn. But using an immediate foregoes your next turn swift. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that's what uh, would happen by me asking that, I guess. Swift. Well, no, no, uh, <laughs> that is okay. Uh, really. Uh, thank you, though. But what I can do is use a standard action part of the resolve uh, ability. In this case, determined, I am going to remove the shaken condition that I would have negated with that. Uh, so... The shaken is is still negated, so that but is... my standard action is is used up rather than a uh, okay. a swift or an, an immediate. So you're taking up your standard, remove the shaken, and then you're moving around to flank. Correct. Now, if you move around, how are you gonna? How would you like to move around? Because it still can attack of opportunity, 
It just didn't attack Matumbe for moving up to it. But if you're gonna like move next to it, that's all threat squares. Yes, it is. Okay, so you're gonna take mm. that AOO, or you gonna try and move through the tree? I, I certainly do not have enough to move all the way around uh, this tree. Honestly, I just need you threatening. That's kind of what I was trying to communicate. If you want to flank for yourself later, that's fine, but I just need you threatening. I can just move up right next to you then. That w- that does the same. Sure. Sweet. So you move right up next to Matumbe. So Air Bear moving into position helps me a lot. On my level 11 level up, I got another teamwork feat. The one I picked was Blades Above and Below, which means that if I threaten somebody with a friend, if that friend is not the same size as me, and as long as that enemy is one of our sizes, I am counted as flanking that person. It's kind of a lot. Nice. But we're different sizes, and this guy is my size, so I am flanking him, is what it comes down to. (laughs) Wild. (laughs) I I took this one, and we had two small characters in the party. It made a lot of sense. It still makes sense now. But, so Matumbe is going to channel smite, and then swing his book at the Doolahan. Let's see what I got. Natural mother fucking 20. Nice. Nice. I'm gonna roll to confirm that. Yep, and I swifted, so I shouldn't be able to immediate, right? No. You can still yeah, use your immediate, it, it, it just takes your next swift. swift. Came, I'm fine with that. So I'm gonna judicious force. All right, nine on the die. I think that's probably still going to do it. 27. Yes, that will do it. So that's a confirmed critical. But first, I need to make a will save. Two not. Two will saves. First, just to not get destroyed, and then one to half the damage. And then remember that smite damage is by itself. It's not. Correct. Yeah. Uh, So I'm good on the not getting destroyed bit, and then it's a will save with his channel resistance. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're looking for a one, man. It's a DC 14. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. Uh, so I'll take half of the uh, channel damage and then your crit. Channel damage is going to be 18, so take that down to 9. 47 more points of damage. Ooh. That's some good damage. I rolled high on those D8s and decent on the D6s. I think I'm counting everything, and that should do it. All right. It is... Haley, it's your character's turn. Okay. Um, I have two different things right next to me. So I'm going to shoot some arrows. Okay. They're uh, threatening you. Does that matter? No, Griffin, it doesn't. A little point blank master going on? Yeah, it was the very last feat I picked up. <laughs> Anyways, I am going to start with my many shot. Seems a little sus to me. <laughs> I rolled the exact same goddamn thing. Are you firing at the dude or these? No, I was firing at the one of these dudes. I guess the manacore looking one. So what does it go to? 19. Oh, 19 doesn't even hit the bats. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I rolled another three. Even with that minus two from the aura of menace? Even with the minus two from Uh the aura of menace. I rolled trash. Mm. All right, let's uh, let's go with another one and a different die. (laughs) Rolled more trash of 20. I, can't, I haven't rolled above Still a five, so that's cool. Even with the R of Menace. I'm going to roll again uh, with a much lower bonus. Do you know how that works? 
Uh, that's a crit threat. <laughs> so <laughs> that's wild. And this one goes to a 30. Okay, see if you can confirm that crit. We'll see. Who knows? Because I'm not very good at apparently rolling. <laughs> or it's a real wheeler woe. Um, gosh darn. It landed on another 19, actually, and then it got stuck in my thing. But it landed on 19, so. Okay, so you kill that one bat. Uh, would you like to take your final attack at the other one? Yeah. You have an X3 crit. There's no way it stands up to that. <laughs> yeah, plus my, um, it is flaming, and I didn't hear they were immune. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> that's a D6. That's not the part I was worried about. I think it's, it's yeah, the extra crit. I understand. Uh, and then I got a whopping 12 on that very last mm-hmm. one. Really just did not roll great except for one time. Yep. And then I'm going to go ahead and I guess take a five foot bat. Okay. That bat is going to five foot flutter up to you and attack you. Okay. Only a 19 won't hit. Nope. Uh, why not? The other one's gonna fly over to you as well. Doesn't want to get attacked by Jimberium. 25? Yeah. 19 points of damage. I need two fortitude saves. First one against disease. Um, natural one on the disease. Ghoul fever. Oh boy. Really doing really well. We got two ghoul fevers in the party. I only have one potion of removed disease. But I'm not paralyzed. I drank a removed disease. Or no, removed sickness. Mm. It was my drink. That's why I don't have ghoul fever. <laughs> gotcha. Well, I'm not paralyzed. Oh, yeah, what'd you get? I was 17 on the dive, plus 12. Well, with your negative one modifier, that's a 16, and that's a fail. <laughs> I saw your character sheet when you built it. It specifically says minus 13 against paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> Paralysis vulnerability. (laughs) (laughs) She's playing a weird bestiary race. (laughs) Super susceptible to paralysis. Okay, that is their turn. Freya, you're up. Freya heard Matumbe run off, and she heard Herbera run in the same direction. So she moves 10 feet to get a little closer to them. Her full movement speed without needing to make an acrobatics check. This taxing furries here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's her boots are just clomping. And she is gonna do a little three aspect channel. So this is gonna do half the amount the usual um, heal and half the usual amount of damage. So she's going to both harm and heal with this. Um, so for all creatures within 35 feet that are undead that'll be hurt by positive energy, I need a will save. Okay. Doolahan is a 22. That saves. Bats. Do they have any channel resistance? They don't have channel resistance. Bullshit. 22. Uh, Bat 1 is a 28. Bat. Bat 2 is a 23. Alright, all those... Save, so they're only going to take quarter. Hey, Emily, yes, a twenty-two save. Yes, that saves. Thank you. Uh oh. Uh oh, is right. I saw her rolling that die. I was a little worried about this, but uh, Freya can't see you, so she can't we leave have people no out, idea. and we have no <laughs> idea that this would hurt you. Are you a vampire bishop, by chance? 
I am not. Darn it. But I probably know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all of the allies are going to heal for 13, and then all of the damage is just six. It's half of that. And for my allies, don't forget that roll twice and take the better. Do I get that, though? <laughs> but are you an ally? I mean, I'm trying to kill the things you're killing. <laughs> you're definitely not an Ooh. enemy. Let me read the... You need to be healed by it. It's oh, not a okay. big deal. I, I was kidding, because I figured it was like a requirement that you're healed. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, I think Jimberium could uh, could use it. Oh, yeah, Jimbo could use it. <laughs> I'm sure he needs it. Boy, Jimbo. I'll, I'll roll twice on his uh, cooldown for the breath weapon. <laughs> hey, I'll take that. That sounds great. Uh, and that's her whole turn. Okay, speaking of Jimberium, it is his turn. He's going to fly up and attack this guy. All right. Uh, I hit him, so that one's dead. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's uh, well. He can he can threaten because uh, he has flyby attacks, so he can he actually moves behind this one to flank. It's the duel of hands turn. Ooh, it did not like that channel smite. So it's gonna attack at Matumbe with a vital strike. Okay, twenty nine. That hits. 19 points of regular damage and three points of fire damage. Then the nightmare is going to full attack at you. Oh, no. So it's going to bite and then its two hooves are going to clop at you. Mm-hmm. Clop, clop. The bite is only a uh, 17, which won't hit. Nope. And then the hooves. Uh, doubtful. 23 is the highest I have. No, sir. Okay, so it misses on all three. That's the dual hands turn. Atumbe, you're up. Blessing of Fervor, switch it up. Extra attack. I'm going to try to attack three times using the Book of the Raven against this Dula Han. See what I can do. He just starts wailing on this thing. Think I got you at a dirty 30. Dirty 30 hits. All right. 28 points of damage. He doesn't disintegrate. All so right. That's good. That much? 23? Did I say 23? Did I say 28? Well, let's just look at the just look at the dice. <laughs> just look at the dice. 28. Okay. Second attack. I'm going to throw in my investigator cap banked one to take that up to a 26. Meets beats. Hell yeah. Woo! Good use of that cap. I was totally shooting in the dark one. I have I have not been writing down the ACs like I should have. All right. 24 points of damage. This is an effective plus five weapon against this creature. Just going to town. And then final attack. 17 on the die. I got him again. 28. All right. Actually, I'm flanking, so it would be even, even higher, even though I'm not flanking, but I am. Same damage. Okay. Air Bear. All right. Air Bear. <laughs> Is really ready to pull out, put out some damage here. Big damage uh, against Undead over here with Matube, though. Oh, yeah. Matube has done all but 42 of the damage on this thing. Well, it's it's been a good deal, too. Like, been good damage. Yeah, it's 
over 120 points of damage. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we fight something that's not undead, uh, Matumbe could be have some trouble, but you know. <laughs> Matumbe is doing plenty of the, uh, the above damage. Air Bear is coming in at his ankles. Really, really swinging away here. He is going to use his extra attack here as well. Okay. And which are you attacking? You assume you're attacking the dual hand still, or are you attacking Correct, the, the rider. Okay. This will be all four of them. Continuing with some of my bad rolls, some other ones maybe not. 21, we know that does not hit, right. but a natural 20 on the die for a 36. Yeah, go ahead and uh, roll to confirm that real quick. I am going to use my uh, ability to confirm that one. Okay. All on uh, once per combat the without master. So uh, going to automatically. Okay, what's it look like? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Matumbe has just been knocking this thing's uh, helmet into it, its headless, uh, I don't know, portion. The rest uh, of its body? Yeah. <laughs> I could have said anything but helmet. Literally I anything know. but helmet. I've just been trying to jam the book down the head hole. Down the head hole. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Keep swinging for head, but there's nothing there. It's the it's the above and below part that I was really going for, uh, but Air Bear is. Uh, oh, so you picked above, knowing that I'm Shack at over seven feet tall, and you are a mouse. <laughs> no, you would be doing the above. That's why you have been hitting his helmet. This then why whole were time. you talking the helmet? It doesn't you matter. Kill him. As, what Kill him. It? it falls from the saddle. It does fall from the saddle. <laughs> Does the horse need to die too? If you, you can continue your attack, on I the would horse. like to do that. I'm going to continue my challenge uh, into that terrible creature as well. Okay. A natural threat with a 17 on the die. Okay. We're looking for him. Oof. 15 on the die. It's going to take it all the way up to uh, 26. All right. Confirm crit. Yes. And then my last one. Continuing uh, with my rolls, uh, with one on the die, won't quite do it, right. uh, just by a little bit. Give me that crit damage. Yes. This is going to be 55. 55. Nice. Good damage on the nightmare. Haley? My turn. I'm, I'm going to do a full attack here. Um, I'm going to start with this guy and hopefully just destroy it and then move to the nightmare. We'll see. If you keep rolling threes, you're not. Switch the dice roller. Because <laughs> it got stressed out. All right. Welcome to my world. So <laughs> <laughs> Switch between them. Um, it doesn't work. Well, on my very first one, which is the many shot, it's the two and one, I got a 31. Okay, dead. Nice. Perfect. Woo. All right. Now let's move to the other guy. I had four hit points left. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Uh, moving to the other guy, I've got a 25. What's your damage? Uh, I will roll that. Is it immune to fire? No. Oh. Uh, 14 regular and 3 fire. It also dies. Woo! Yay! Yes. Yay! That's so awesome. And so this archer on the hill came to your aid, puts another one in the chest of this nightmare and uh, it kind of phases out of this plane. Undead bats scattered, dashed on the ground, blasted with Jimbirium's, uh icy lunar breath and the dented 
full plate body of this Dullahan now lies on the ground, shining with magic. And I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oof. All right. I knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.